0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon
1: Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. It's Simon. Welcome to The Rendezvous. The accent is French. I want to start by a little lesson of life that two friends of mine uh, who are married, they've asked me a question a couple of days ago, and I thought about it. I said, I'm going to answer this one on air. You know, they asked me, you know, are we tired? We don't have... Good times anymore. We don't go out, pandemic, plus kids, plus work, plus fed up, plus, you know, how's that compared to a single man life or a single woman life? And I said to them, I said, listen, when you say you haven't signed up for this because things are difficult, just remember if you're not married or in a relationship and you go outside in the trenches, nobody cares about you at all. So get ready to start back from zero, good or bad. Keep that in mind before you break up, you're divorced, you just Don't take your partner and his effort for granted. Because believe me, when you are single, you've got great freedom. But for sure, you've got to build everything from scratch. So that's something to keep in mind. You call the next. Bonjour, Eliana.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Eliana. What's going on tonight? How can I help you?
2: Um, so I've been dating a guy. And um, he is a traveler. He's been to a lot of different places. And he mm-hmm. speaks Italian. Okay. Or uh, I, I thought, <laughs> I'm having some doubts on this now. And the reason is um, I was going to surprise him uh, by taking some Duolingo courses <laughs> and um, yes. learning a little bit of just like conversational Italian. But he, um, he was whispering some in my ear, and the sentence structure just didn't make sense at all. Mm. So now I'm like, how do I confront him about this? Should I?
1: <laughs> uh, listen, uh, the fact that you believe he's, he's pretending or lying about it, how does that make you feel?
2: It seems really silly to me. I'm not upset about it. It's, it's just ridiculous. And it's like something that would happen on a TV show. And I can't believe it's happening. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, the good thing is you're laughing about it. So, I hear your voice and other yeah. people would be more upset. But what, what do you think is funny? Because I'm, I'm, you know, I I'm know have a good sense of humor. But tell me what, what do you think is funny?
2: It's just the silliest thing to try to lie about.
1: <laughs> that is true. So maybe do you see it like a silly thing. It's a silly thing. It's a silly lie. Yeah,
2: it's just ridiculous.
1: It's like saying uh, I'm a great cook and you don't know how to cook. It's like saying uh, you know, I'm six two and then you're five four. It's like you know right, it's like things that you can yeah, I get it. Maybe it's his insecurity. It maybe he just wanna impress you.
2: I think that had to maybe he didn't think that the relationship would go this far maybe he said it on the first date just to impress me and now he can't tell me the
1: truth. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe you give him a chance to come clean. Find a way. Maybe if you confront him or something like uh, you buy a program or you have him uh, translate for you some Italian, and then you say, oh, I was just kidding. I know you don't really speak it. So you you got you to gotta get him out of this unspoken because he must be stuck in that lie, kind of.
2: Yeah, so. I, I could confront him in Italian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you should, but for fun. That is fun. All right, Liana. Listen, I like that. I see that you have de dramatized the whole thing, and I'm happy about it. So get out of this situation by confronting him. Say, listen, I appreciate the effort, but you know, let's learn Italian together instead. How about that?
2: That is so wonderful. That's the perfect okay. uh, compromise.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Thank you. Okay.
1: So much. All right. Eliana, viva Italia, enjoy. I love <laughs> Italians and I love the language in the country, so I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling and have a good night.
2: All right, goodbye,
1: Simon. You know, talking about drama, how can you de-dramatize a situation, even if it's a lie? Let's talk about that next. So I know we live in a world, especially social media, media, drama, anger, Big scene, big yelling, creates big audience. But as you know, on this show, I have refused to do this. I don't feed the rendezvous on drama. I feed it on joie de vivre, on loving life. The dramatization, actually. I I, I would be very bad on uh, any sh- TV shows and stuff like, you know, all those um, Beverly Hills and all that. Because I, I don't like drama. It, it, it makes me sad. I don't find it entertaining. I find it sad. And life is too short because... I've been raised by older parents. My father is now 93. My mom is older. That always told me life is so precious, so de-dramatize. And they survived real drama. And the rest, you have to de-dramatize. So let's say you husband or spouse, or your partner lies to you, and you're about to make a big deal. Really, you have two choices. Make a huge deal out of it, and, in, you know, and put it on social media, and make it raucous. Or there's option two that I want to talk about next. So... And I know this is not classic, but I'm not a very dramatic person. I I don't like drama. I don't really yell. I love life. Do good, feel good. I'm no angel, made many mistakes. Like if you know, most people have lied, try to lie less, you know. Now it's easier as you get older. You don't have to impress anybody. So if somebody lies to you, you have two choices make a big ruckus out of it or just laugh about it, right? Like my last caller, Elena, about the lie about faking a language. And here's how you do it. You remember this. Whether lies or no lies, truth or no truth, we're all dead in one day. And that's my father's lesson of life, is that people lie by insecurity mostly, unless they want to hurt you, and then that should be addressed dramatically. But if it's to impress you, so I speak Italian, I speak French, I'm a good cook, I'm a good lover, I'm tall, I'm thin, I'm big, I'm small, blah, 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 blah. de-dramatize it. Life is too short. At the end of it all, we're all going to the same place. Once you know this, you may be more in the carpe diem and love life now. And I hope that's the philosophy of the show. Do good to feel good, but keep your sense of humor. You call the next. You have a question for me about you love life. 855 8255 Bonjour, Aja.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, what's up?
3: Well... I was in a relationship for about a year and a half um, and um, my guy proposed to me and we were together during quarantine and um, just really trying to make it work and then his job called him overseas and like during that time I started to just kind of think about the things that happened in our relationship just because of quarantine that mm-hmm. wouldn't normally happen. And so I sent him a breakup text over WhatsApp and now he's back in the country, and he wants to make it work. And I, I'm not sure what I should do or how I should go about it.
1: Well, what do you want to do as your first? What do you want to do?
3: I don't know. I'm just, I'm so confused with it. I do still love him, but there's just things that are non-negotiable that I need to happen. And he says he's going to do it, but then when it's time, he he
1: doesn't. So such so as, such so as.
3: So, simple things like I like flowers. And we, we don't get to see each other too often because he travels for work. So mm-hmm. he knows I love flowers, and he never gets them. Um, there was another time that I needed him to show up. We had a family event. He was supposed to help build the tent, put up the chairs, and help out my dad. And he showed up four hours late, tipsy. Um, just certain things that happen that are like, you don't do that, <laughs> you know.
1: Right. Um,
0: but
3: then there's other things he does that are really sweet and considerate.
1: Okay. So here's the thing. In your intuition, let's go to the women tool of truth, intuition. Do you believe in your own intuition that this is the man of the future or your intuition tells you, I like him, I may love him, but this is not it?
3: A part of me says, this is the man of my future, but then another part is saying, no, if he's inconsistent now, when you get married, it's just going to increase, and you're going to be frustrated, so just walk away.
1: Yes, so um, that means, you know, it's not the guy, because if it's 50-50, you know, it's not, it should be like, yes, this is it. And it's not. So here's my advice. Take your time. Don't decide tonight or tomorrow. See how it goes. And let, you know, the universe, you know, will guide you. Just remember that, that what's meant to be is meant to be. So sometimes you just have to ride the wave and go from there. Easy breezy. That's my advice on this one. I think I don't think you're ready for a decision yet.
3: Thank you so much, Simon. That helps so much.
1: Anytime, Ejia. Thank you for calling and good luck to you. You have a good night. Thank you.
3: You too.
1: Coming up, let's go listen to Rochelle's question about her boyfriend who likes some kind of pictures. I don't know exactly. We'll see on Instagram. That's next. If you have a question and I can't answer, leave me a voicemail. But remember, I will play it on air and I will answer on air, just like for Rochelle's. Take a listen.
0: Bonjour, Simon. This is Rochelle. Um, I just want to say I love your show. But my question for you is my boyfriend, who I've been dating for a few years now, um, likes other girls' thirst trap sometimes. And he says it's harmless and just he's liking people's pictures at work and stuff like that. But it makes me really uncomfortable. And I do feel comfortable in my relationship. So I feel silly about confronting him again about it because he continues to do it. So my question for you is, do you think I should feel self-conscious about this problem and do you think I should confront him again and ask him not to do it? Um, Thank you so much. I love your show. Love listening to you and I can't wait to hear back.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. What should you do if your boyfriend uh, keeps liking risky pictures of other women on the gram? I'll tell you what I think next. So what should you do if you find out that your partner, in the case of this voicemail Rochelle's boyfriend, he likes um, other girls' risky pics on the ground over and over. She told him once, don't do it. He doesn't seem to listen. Should she tell him again? And my advice is no, Rochelle. So liking or not liking, truth is, as long as you said in your message you feel good about the relationship, listen, take the high road. Don't worry about it. Because guys are visual. Every man of the, every planet of the whole world and I don't think watching or looking is a crime. The liking is silly, but listen, I'd rather him like a picture of somebody else he never will meet than not like and start something sneaky. So I, I would not be worried if I were you. I, I, get, I get the frustration. I, I hear you, but hear me too. It means nothing. Not to worry. It will probably stop after a while, anyway. That's my advice, so don't worry. You call the next. Bonjour Avery.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Avery. What's going on tonight? How can I help you?
0: Okay, so I was talking to this guy, like, a month ago, and we went on a few dates, and everything was really going well, and then, like, I found out he had been previously married, which wasn't a big deal, but then on, like, our fourth date, I found out that he wasn't actually even divorced yet. He was in the process. I didn't want to be involved in that because divorces can be messy, but it, like, it doesn't bother me that he had been married. It just bothers me that it felt like he lied to me. So we stopped talking, but then like a few weeks ago, he ends up texting me saying he wants to meet up. He wants to try to explain everything. I don't know if I should give him a second chance.
1: Okay, okay. First of all, how do you feel about him?
0: I really did like him. I really did enjoy the dates we went on. But it just felt like you should be honest about that up front, and I don't want to be involved with somebody who's maybe going to lie about stuff like that, since it, that was a pretty big deal.
1: I understand. Um, I, I think that we have to go with your intuition. So every, the way you answered that question was like pretty clear, you know, like crystal clear. Like I don't want to be dating somebody who's still married. Period. Right?
0: Yeah, I just like I <laughs> did like him, but I just felt like that was. A big thing to not tell me up front.
1: I, I understand. The question is now you know. Are you sure you don't want to give him a second chance?
0: I kind of do. One of my friends says that I shouldn't just because he lied initially. But when we were talking, everything was fine.
1: But he's still married.
0: Yeah, they're getting a divorce, but he's still married as of now.
1: They leave separately?
0: Well, that's what he told me. What he said was that he had the house and that she was with her parents.
1: Okay. How about you go on a date and I want you to find out if it's true? I want you to ask all the questions you want, right? So, because here's what I believe I believe if the universe will put the two of you together, it's going to work. So, I don't want to go against the universe. And since you still like him and he's now separated and I'm going to assume it's true and there's no more lies, well, then, you know, maybe it's the love of your life, maybe not, but I don't want you to have regrets. So, how about? Another date where you ask all the questions and you use your intuition, red flags, green, red, you know, just to see what's going on. And I want you to do two things. You need to be sure they're physically separated. You need to know for how long they've been separated. And uh, as he hired a lawyer, as they start a process, where are they? And once you have all the info, then you can decide whether you're going to third date or you'll see him after the divorce is final or you'll never see him again. But why don't we do one more day of investigation?
0: Okay, that sounds like a good way to handle that. That way I'll, just, I'll know for sure. Thank you so much, Simon.
1: Anytime. That's what I'm here for. Thank you so much for calling, and have a good night.
0: All right, thanks.
1: Bonjour, Anita.
0: Bonjour,
3: Simon.
1: Bonjour, Anita. Uh, I understand you have a romantic story that touched your heart. You want to share on the rendezvous? Please, go ahead. I'm all ears
4: i do okay uh i i was going to talk about the first time that i told my fiance that i loved him Uh, oh yes please (laughs) we had only been dating for about a month um and we were we both agreed to take things slow uh just because we've been in relationships before that that moved too fast and burned out quickly so you know we were being adults about it but i just i knew within the first week of us dating that he was the one and it was in my head every time I looked at him that I love you would pop into my head and I did everything I could to just you know do what we would promised and, and take it slow and, and not say anything because I didn't want to freak him out but one day I needed him to drop me off at the car dealership I, there was a problem with my brakes and so he took me mm-hmm. and he ended up helping me uh, with an issue with the mechanic. They were trying to say that my brakes were fine when they were squeaking. It was it was stupid, it was a whole thing. But um, at the end, when he got my car, he, he waited for me and I just blurted out, okay, I love you, bye. Like as if it were like normal, like we had already said I love you. And that was the first time on accident <laughs> that I told him I loved him. And I realized what happened, and he just looked at me, didn't say anything. And so I ran to my car and just the whole time driving, talking to myself like a crazy person. Like, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just did that. And he didn't say anything for the entire day. We had dinner plans that Mm -hmm. night. And I just kept waiting. It was like this space between us to see if... If he would say anything or if he would, you know, be upset or, or nervous or anything. And we had dinner. He still didn't say anything to me about it. And he sat me down on the couch and he looked into my eyes and told me, I love you, too. And it uh... was like everything it just filled me with pure happiness and joy. Because the whole day I was worried that he was going to, you know, run away and then my yeah, I that.
1: just want to know how did that make you feel when he said that?
4: I I started crying because I didn't mean for it to come out. It just was so true, and so when he, you know, said it back to me, it was it was like a fairy tale. It was like birds chirping, and you know.
1: I listen. Perfect. I love that story. I can only imagine the feeling. So, uh, thank you so much, Anita, for sharing that beautiful story, and have a good night.
4: Thank you so much, Simon.
1: Final question for you. If a married person slides into your DMs and is being flirtatious, should you tell their spouse? That's next. If a married person slides into your DMs and is being flirtatious, should you tell their spouse? Should you? Good question, right? So, I posted that on my social media, at Wonderful radio, 61% of you voted yes, you should tell the spouse. 39% said no. And I said, mind your own business. You're not the police of love, the FBI of relationships. And uh, I'm not in favor of telling on anybody unless there is physical abuse, or abuse. But otherwise, I'm like, that's not of my business. That's why people talk to me, my friends, and because I don't judge and I don't talk on other people. That's me. Anyway, thank you so much for voting. And most of all, again, thank you for spending your late night with me on the rendezvous. Bonsoir.
4: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.